This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. And welcome to another edition of Midweek Menches. I am your host this week, running point guard for you. My name is Christy slash Will slash Chris, whatever you want to call me. This week I'm joined by Mayor Matt, by Steak Sauce, by Ant up in Brooklyn, by John down in Miami, our foreign correspondent up north, Schweitz, and of course, Cody Cavalry. Fellas, how's everybody doing this week? Doing good. I'm good. How are you doing? Outstanding. Yeah, you're great. I'm great. You? I'm doing great. Uh, how's everybody? All right. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm uh, y'all. Are, are you good, Will? Don't die in a well, I was, and now y'all are making me laugh, and I'm gonna hold on. <laughs> Take Uh-oh. that out. Whoa. Sorry. Leave it Leave in. Leave it in. Leave it in. It's like as I as I talk. I can feel like a cough building up in my chest. And then by the end of the breath, somebody has said something to make me laugh. And then I can't get another word out. So, uh, yeah, that I'm going to have to have that. I need a hot button for my mute. Right? What's the shortcut for mute on Zoom? Space bars, anybody know? All right, I'm talking to a bunch of Luddites. Push, pushing, the mute, pushing the mute button or just not coughing? <laughs> yeah. I, that was a to, great, I, hey, that was a great Greg Cody impression you just did. That was <laughs> spot on. Thank you so much. Thank you well, so much. let's help Will out. Let's make this a somber pod. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Mayor Matt, let's start with you this week. What you got for us? Well, thank you very much. It's very kind of you to include me first. I've got a number of things. I'll roll through them quickly as I like to do. I really enjoyed Billy's segment on the plane when he uh, – was talking about not talking to Shane Victorino. He said he wanted to say that, you know, he really liked him, but he didn't. He'd have been lying to the flying Hawaiian had he done that. Uh, I am enjoying Chris Whittingham. I think he's brought an awful lot to the table. Uh, one of the more fun segments this week was on Monday when they were talking about the hierarchy of laughter. I just, matter of fact, I just finished re-listening to it. I did not print it out for you guys, but there were a couple on there. Uh, I have a couple of additions to the hierarchy of laughter. Uh, the tee-hee-hee was not listed, and nor was the spit take. I think there's an opportunity to mix those Ooh, in. I'll yeah, maybe work absolutely. on those. But the, the one thing that I had, I find myself going at Greg Cody a lot lately. And and Dan, I, I find myself picking on things and, and also dating myself. I'm not as old as them, but I'm kind of acting like it. Greg had a segment where he brought up the Chattanooga Choo Choo, the big band segment. And he said, (laughs) pardon me, boys, is this the Chattanooga Choo Choo? 
carry me home. Oh, won't you carry me home? I'm like, wait a second. That isn't the words to Chattanooga Choo Choo. You can't just be jumping out there like you're some big band guy and what? totally miss it. It's pardon me, boys, at the Chattanooga Choo Choo right on track 29. My baby, I'm fine. And so he totally missed it. And by the way, Chattanooga Choo Choo, <laughs> 1941. Uh, they were talking about great big band groups. I will submit Glenn Miller, who I've had in, in the theater that I manage, the Glenn Miller Orchestra, about as fine as you can get, Tommy Dorsey or Jimmy Dorsey. Uh, but anyway, Chattanooga Choo Choo, 1941. Most of the times you've heard it, it was performed by the Andrews sisters. But Greg, if you're going to croon, you got to get the words right, buddy. Can we get a definition on what big band group is? Uh, I would say it, it consists of anywhere between uh, 10 to 16 members, uh, largely horn, uh, have a little bit of it has got to have some percussive part to it. I would say a drum, yep. uh, and, uh, typically, typically, typically fronted, but not necessarily so by, a by a soloist. One of my favorite big band performances ever, I guess let's, let's classify it as on film, uh, from one of my favorite movies of all time is Cab Calloway and the Blues Brothers. Yes. The final, uh, Minnie the Mooch. Uh, it is yep. one of my favorite songs. I love that performance. And I love that. that. That's my favorite musical of all time. We had Cab Calloway's grandson in, in the Grand Theater in Cartersville, Georgia. And now I got to be real careful about it. But th that the end with Minnie the Mooch, we kept telling him, hey, you can't treat the microphone like that. You can't treat the microphone. <laughs> so it's the whole end of it. And he's whipping the thing around. And as he goes, to, he shorted out the microphone. Oh no. And he got so irritated because he missed, he was abusing the thing all darn oh. night and he was swinging it around and trying to do the, and he ended up just kind of, he dropped the microphone and kind of stormed off the stage. That was the big finale. He just oh, kind of no. got disgusted and walked off. That's a so, terrible story. But, That's such a bummer. I hate that. It was, and that. it was, uh, it was on the year of the, I think the hundredth anniversary of Cab Calloway too. Oh, wow. I love, if you look up some old Cab Calloway uh, videos on YouTube they actually his performances like moving across the stage and stuff the way he slinks across the stage they would take his film of him and they would animate over it and they would uh set his music to these old black and white very creepy cartoons where like skeletons are dancing through caves and stuff it's super weird like i don't even know what the, i don't even know if it was like a merry melodies it was definitely not looney tunes or something i don't even know what characters these were but like you've got like like hellfire and brimstone like all around these it's the weirdest creepiest shit ever uh and but there's like videos where it shows cab calloway's movement right beside the animation movement and it's the neatest thing to see how they just basically uh lifted right from him Th these numbers in the 18 to 24 demographic are going to absolutely kill. <laughs> no, right? No. <laughs> All right, moving along, moving along. Steak sauce, I'm going to go to you next, man. What do you got for us this week? You guys ever had a weekend so good that you're still feeling it on Wednesday? Hell yeah. Because I just did. Amazing. Did you meet up so, with anybody? Yeah, you guys might know her. Uh, Sarah Spain and her husband Brad. We, the uh, commish. The commish. Hell yeah. We met up. Uh, their first interaction was a little awkward. About 15 minutes into the call, Izzy Gutierrez called me. And oh, I mean, nice. when Izzy calls, you got to answer, right? I, you, I mean, you have to, but like, God, get some better timing, Izzy. Yeah, just horrible timing by him. But uh, I guess he knows Sarah, so they kind of cut it up a little bit. That was nice. That's cool. Um, That's cool. I don't remember a thing that happened. We met at a baseball game. I don't remember what happened or who won or anything. I was just so like laser focused. <laughs> 
I saw saw some uh, tall boy summer shandies in hand at the ballpark. Yeah, there there was more than one. Were you focused on Sarah or Brad? I think there was a a plot there. Brad is Brad is like six five and he just like stands out. He's he's quite bishy, that guy. Um, super cool dude. Both of them very nice. The most important thing Saturday is I got the uh, the post game bar invite, which I wasn't expecting. So plus I did something right, and then I got the barbecue invite on Sunday. Got to hang out. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this. Sarah and Brad are vegetarian. Okay. So you ever been to a barbecue with a vegetarian? I was. I was. <laughs> <laughs> what were they barbecuing then? There was no barbecue going. It was just called a barbecue. But it was poolside, outside, socially distanced. I had hummus and uh, vodka seltzers all night. I'm just, picture, I'm just picturing a, a grill that with the charcoal <laughs> smell just emanating and nothing ever goes on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking, like, I, I guess fire up the charcoal and just drizzle some barbecue sauce on the hot coals. And, uh, like, you got to get the smell going. Just, uh, yeah, exactly, to give it the yeah. atmosphere. You, know, you can go carrots and zucchini and some squash and some eggplant. You can do all that on the grill actually sometimes when, when we barbecue or used to barbecue and there were some vegetarians we'd either buy some stuff for them or they would bring their own stuff and now with like the impossible burger so those go on the grill and they cook up uh okay i don't i think i've <laughs> tasted one of those like fake uh fake burgers once it's getting there but it's it's still not not where it needs to be yeah it's uh they've, they've come a long way though from where where they used to be they're they're light years ahead in that department uh, from where it once was. Although I got to give props to Boca Burgers because Boca Burgers, I think, were started down here in Boca. And I remember eating those when I was in like junior year of college. And um, and they were okay back then. I mean, they weren't fantastic, but they were edible and, and I would eat them. And they're still going strong. <laughs> they're still going strong. I saw them the other day in the freezer aisle. Oh, yeah. I caught it, John. I'll eat them. <laughs> <laughs> you know can't, can't get better approval rating than that right I, i'll eat that like that's all they're concerned with there's a whole bunch of shit i won't eat so so if i say i'll eat it then then uh maybe we can get them as a sponsor i'm just glad there's no meat and uh white claws because we had several of those so that's uh that was a good one. what flavor um, as far as as far as the show goes i think the star so far this week is a meme with his mr freeze impression yes i think that's as good as a meme has ever been and he looks me it takes a like if you guys are listening to something by yourself how often do you actually like laugh out loud like i'll, I'll think in my head and be like yep. you know that was funny but this yes, one had exactly. me like actually like uh tee-hee-heeing at my desk like a psychopath <laughs> he was uh he was quick with the puns too when mike like had the flu game uh uh like misfire in his head he was like oh he had the flu or oh, god i just butchered it too he had a cold or whatever yeah. i can't do a schwarzenegger impressionation can, okay that, all, right, all right that begs the question can anybody here do a schwarzenegger hasta la vista that was terrible good job if yeah. it bleeds <laughs> you can kill it <laughs> but that that's that's the best part about Schwarzenegger is he's one of those guys there's a few other ones that no matter what like the accent is funny so Walk, it's like walking it, either do walking is like that too like walking's like the worse that. it is the better exactly or it's really good like it's just it doesn't matter it's always funny you know trump uh same way just yeah there's a mannerism yeah. to how he talks it, yeah it doesn't matter if you're doing it well or badly it's funny yeah it's not I, the tuma it's not the tuma get to the chopper the chopper there we go there we go steak well we are thrilled that uh that you had a, a fun weekend and that you're still um uh, recovering from it that's that's what we wanted uh for your weekend <laughs> 
my takeaway from this weekend is if I had this much fun with just Sarah, Spain, and Brad, I'm not going to make it home from Moss. <laughs> like, <Man. yeah. laughs> speaking speaking of Moss, uh, a new Twitter account I saw was started by Uncle Scotchy. Eric is his name, right? I'm blanking. I'm just in my Eric head. Garcia, it's just yeah. Uncle yeah. Scotchy. You, you ever you ever somebody has a nickname and that's like the first and only thing that you associate with them. Uh, yep. And John in Miami is wearing his Uncle Scotchy shirt. Yes. So uh, looks like they are getting the social media accounts back up and running after that one was was unfortunately hacked. Um, and ho- hopefully that means there's going to be a, a big uh, this one's going to be absurd. You guys after the pandemic, like they already know how to plan one of these things. It's Dan. If Dan has a dime to his name after getting Meadowlark up and running, it's going to be stupid how big and ridiculous this moss is going to get. But I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. We, we still got lots of other topics to, to cover. Schweitz, let's go to you. What do you got for us this week? All of us here are married or with a uh, with a partner. And I was just wondering, is there any like actors or musical acts that you love that your partner hates? Like your partner does not want to be in the room if it's on. Lower after hours. Yes, exactly. <laughs> My wife hates Danny McBride. Hates oh, Danny McBride. So wow. She just it just he rubs her the wrong way. And so I've been uh during our, our son's nap, I've been watching some Eastbound and Down from the beginning. It's and so she's good. she she's just in, you know. 10 feet away working and just I just look over and she is just staring at the TV like she can't see the TV but she can hear him and he'll just say something so ridiculous and then she'll just stare at the TV <laughs> and it just I just it just makes it so much better filmed locally here in Wilmington by the way lots of friends of mine worked on that show and and uh Will Farrell would be seen I, I work across from the Ashley Schaefer BMW dealership that Will Farrell runs in eastbound and down uh the the What's it called? Shabooms? Is that the name of the bar? Yeah, uh, so. I'm, I'm still, still yeah. like only a few episodes in. I okay, okay. That's, that's actually the Blue Post uh, bar that I've frequented many a times uh, in Wilmington. But okay, let's go around the, the room here. Uh, Ant, what, what's, a, what's a musical artist or an actor that, that you love that your, your partner hates? So I've got two. First, a show that I love. Ridiculousness on MTV. <laughs> where they show just dumb videos of people doing right. dumb things. My wife hates it and tells me how much she hates it every <laughs> single time she turns the TV on. Because what tends to happen is she'll fall asleep and at 10 or 11 o'clock, I'll put it on because it's like on constant repeat. And then the next morning she gets up and it, she turns the TV on to get the news. And it tends to be like, you're watching this shit again. And she can't <laughs> stand it. And then the second one is recently I was talking to her. It's like, hey, you know, we watch a ton of shows. She had been mentioning she wanted to find a new one. I was like, I got one I want to watch. Ted Lasso. And she paused for a second. She's like, oh, Jason Sudeikis? I hate him. I'm like, Jesus. I can't wait Who hates it. Jason Sudeikis? Oh, I don't like him. What a weird person like, to hate. Yeah. He's like, oh, I don't like him. He annoys me. I'm like, okay, great. Well, I guess we're not watching that show. All right. Um, next. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, J- man. Jason Sudeikis is uh that that one is off the board, honestly. I feel like he is one of the more affable actors uh in in hollywood honestly all right uh let's go drake i know you're down there uh even though you ain't got your camera turned on what you got who's somebody that uh that you might like that your your wife dislikes i'm gonna go a show too follow on ants 
trail. Um, my wife hates when I watch The Office. She uh, what? Well, I think it's mainly because she didn't watch it with me from the jump, so okay. she doesn't really get the get the premise of it. And then, like, I'll just turn it on whenever we're just kind of hanging out in bed. We're kind of halfway asleep, and I just want something on for noise, and she just gets pissed off about it. So The Office, and then and then lately she gets mad about wandavision so for those who have seen it the first few the first two episodes are are weird um in terms of the theatrical whatever you want to call it um they're parodying I wanna, a, yeah i don't want to give any spoilers 1950s yeah. sitcom yeah yeah and she's uh she's not the most patient person so she she <laughs> thought that it was going to be like that for the whole series i was like no it's there's no shot and so after the first episode, she was like, I'm done with it. So now when I watch it, she's like, oh, that's that stupid show, huh? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, those are The Office and WandaVision are the two that that irk, irk my spouse. This is a this is a funny topic to me because I very rarely feel strongly enough about anything that I hate it, that I like despise buys it you know with like a vitriol yeah. so he, hearing somebody like just like oh that's that stupid show like that that is just it's funny to me it makes me laugh uh to imagine somebody getting that upset about wandavision it's it's absolutely hilarious all right john what, what about you what do you got this is going to be a tough one but uh the levitard show she does oh, not get man. it at all so you oh, could hit her man. with the with the gong sound because she doesn't get it and um and then uh my daughter also, the minute it comes on, or I put it on on the, in the car, she's like, "Oh, it's making me sick." It's 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 hard to 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 say that, but it's so true. Both she and my daughter don't get the show. My daughter more than my my wife hates the show. Oh man. Okay. All right. I mean, it's it's bound to happen. You know, it's not for everybody. Not everybody gets the show. It doesn't mean that they're wrong. It just means that they're missing out on laughing a lot, and that is sad. And the bummer, and I feel bad for them. No, okay. they're wrong. <laughs> Who hasn't gone yet? Mayor Matt, how about yeah, you? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go kind of a sampler platter. You know, my wife, I'll pick and choose the things that uh, that I let her listen to from the Levitard show. Usually, I've got the AirPods in, so uh, she she does a lot of podcasts and a lot of books on tape. So we don't actually watch that much television, but when we do. Uh, I'll go with the Schweitz side of things. I've seen the Righteous Gemstones and Vice Principals. Oh, I, I haven't even let her try that because I just know that's not her style of comedy. Uh, right. I'll go with uh, Drake from the standpoint of my wife watched The Office. She's fine with The Office. It's the degree to which I watch The Office, which is every single night. It is on just on repeat or on the weekends. It's just the yep. default background that goes on. So it's the degree to which we're watching The Office. She'll be like, geez, you're going to watch this again? And then uh, she is, I, I, a couple of years ago, I went through and watched all the Marvel movies in succession. And so I've, I've become a Marvel fan and she's not a sci-fi person. So a little bit of everything from everybody uh, is, is kind of applies there. Gotcha, gotcha. Steak sauce, what about you? Yeah, it's kind of a, uh, Two and a Half Men is a show that's my like go-to for like background noise. And my wife just gives me shit watching it all the time. I think it's because I kind of remind her of Charlie Harper a little. <laughs> um, the, the, she, she refuses to watch a Tarantino movie. Any, any, she's seen like ten minutes of Pulp Fiction. What? And I'm like, you know how many, you know how many bullshit episodes of Sex and the City and fucking Hunger Games movies I've sat through? Like, you can watch Kill Bill. 
you know, but she just like refuses, you know. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Uh, that's a yeah. That that's I, I could I could understand that just not being up somebody's alley taste wise. Completely get that. So I will say again, it's funny to me having this visceral reaction. My wife is really good. Like I can't think of anything honestly, but you guys know how into music I am. I make fun of the music that she listens to, but not in like a super mean way. She listens to like, what's the guy's name? Ben Harper. Is that a musician? Am I making that up? Okay. Ben Harper. And I always like, I always sing like whatever song I hear in the background. Uh, I whisper it because he is always whispering his music and it like, it kind of drives me up the wall, but I, I kind of, whatever song she has to happens to be listening to, I'll just, I'll walk around the house and sing like this constantly. And it just, it like, I, I know the reaction I'm going to get out of her, which is why I do it. And so there you go. All right, moving along. Drake, what do you got for us this week? All right. So, um, yesterday was a Greg Cody Tuesday, and uh, it really hit me hard not having the good old hard networks out. So I just wanted to throw it around the horn and and uh, check in with everyone and see what what they kind of miss most about kind of the old the old phase of the show. Are those gone for good? No, I don't. I don't know if they are or not. But um, I mean, we don't we don't know what's going to come back, what's going to stay, etc. So, but the hard. <laughs> That that to me that's just the biggest thing that that I miss personally. Um, but I mean, there's also there's a lot of stuff that they haven't been able to do, Kirkjin stuff like that. So I just wanted to see what what you guys had in store in terms of what you guys missed, if if any. So, so uh, I got one. Go for it. Yeah. With all the Amin stuff today, and uh, I mean yesterday with the, all the Arnold Schwarzenegger, I really wanted to be able to take calls and just have yeah. like oh, and yeah. bad Schwarzenegger like. Get through the chopper, <laughs> like whatever. I just thought that would be hilarious. So I miss that sort of live aspect. That sort of seems to be something that Dan also misses too. But the inability yeah. to have like more interaction with the callers at the time, like I just think it would have been perfect. You know, have a mean do a good one, and then a caller do a bad one, Absolutely. and then a mean do a good one, and a call do a bad one. It just would have been so. Uh, I think it would have been fantastic. Mayor Matt. Well, on the heels of Chris Whittingham doing his live reads yesterday that were absolutely spectacular. And if you saw the Zoom uh, images of that with both Billy and Chris, all of them just kind of just disgusted at how good he was at it. It makes me it makes me miss a, a Stugatz reading and an and finally. Yes. Yeah. yeah oh, I, I miss Christine Lisi as well on that note. Absolutely. Uh, tremendous. Yeah, no shit. M- missed the laugh. Yes, 100%. 100%. Uh, John, what about you? I haven't heard through Stugatz's headphones lately. So like the jokes that they feed him. And I think that's because <laughs> of the way they're set up now. They don't get to right. feed it to him. Maybe it's delays or maybe I'm just not hearing it. But it used to be very obvious when when not only could you hear it on the headphones, but you would you knew that that, that somebody else came up with it because it was like a brilliant joke that he went ahead <laughs> and just regurgitated. And so I, I think I missed that the most. I think the dynamic they have now perhaps doesn't allow it but uh those i think i think he's getting the jokes from the chats now yeah, uh, because because it used to be billy pressing a button and like speaking into his mic that just went into Stu's headphones and now it's just the chat and like texting each other basically yeah and i don't think it has the same the the same quality you know you you can't on a chat you 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 miss a lot you miss the like yeah, intonation yeah, you miss all point. that stuff because and so i maybe that's coming through on on the on the show when when they don't actually 
tell it to him in his in his ear that I usually can hear uh, on the you know on the radio. Right, right. Schweiss, what about you? I would say like obviously some of their their live interaction stuff is you can notice it. Like there's certain care like Billy won't do Peepo from his apartment because it's too loud. Um, <laughs> you can't you can't really do like a Roy's realm because you don't you don't have the two that are, you know guys just standing in Roy's ear yelling. Like you can you could play around with it, but it wouldn't be the same. Billy, you know, falling out of his chair, you know, Billy blowing his mind, that kind of stuff that like sort of the, the visual gags they get to do that set Dan off in studio, you don't really have. And and I, I tend to miss those. Yeah. Yeah. A bucket good. of death, Grim Reaper, yeah. walking to the ocean. There's a bunch of them. I miss the show within the show. Like, and this is something I haven't gotten for a long time. Uh the the because uh, somebody from Disney finally listened to the podcast and realized Mike was playing clips of music uh, under the rejoins or whatever. But I, I, I miss knowing what music Mike would choose, like weaving that tapestry throughout the show with the, the bumper uh, music. So, um, yeah, that's a that's a good topic. And, and Drake, what, what else have you missed from the, the show? Well, another one kind of off the recently, you can tell that so. I mean, obviously, Chris's laughter has has been kind of a staple uh, as of late. But now, once Witty, because Witty's in the studio now, so now he's kind of you can you can hear his chiming in laughter. So there, he's kind of replaced Chris's uh, staple of laughter. But uh, yeah, I mean the again the the Kirkjian, um the looks like game man that's undefeated, never lost. That's that's crucial. And then also, man, just just all the all the personalities that they have in their in their book of business in terms of ESPN guests that I mean, they can't just call up Mina. They can't call up Bomani and and all these people who are friends of the show, Sarah. So that that definitely, Which, by the way, sorry, not to cut you off. I do not understand that embargo at all. In the slightest, do not know, and, and I don't know if it like I, I I wonder if it was actually part of the contract negotiation exit, or if this is just like uh like employees at ESPN think that they should just be a little standoffish to appease the higher ups because what a weird like I don't know what a weird demarcation for for ESPN to declare that you can't talk to anybody from from our network now. It's so strange to me. I think it's just ESPN fears losing a mass of employees, to be honest. I mean, that's, I don't know what else it would, it would be to, because I mean, they claim that it was a a peaceful um, separation. So exactly. exactly. So I I don't know, man. Who knows? Jonathan Schwartz. I think it's because they're trying to avoid a potentially embarrassing situation. And I don't think it's out of malice. And I think it's just a, a means to protect, say, the ESPN personalities and assets from doing something inadvertent. Uh, I think eventually this is going to calm down and then it'll be maybe back to normal because they both benefit, right? It's mutually beneficial for them to promote whatever they're doing. And for Dan and, and the crew, it's good to have those familiar voices that we all love. I mean, I'm thinking back on what Drake said. Yeah, for sure. Not having Mina's Mina's voice and and Bomani's voice and and those guys I may you know I may have to retract my 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 previous comment with with the jokes in Stu's earphones and and co-opt uh Drake's because uh that's definitely a a loss to to us but I think it's just for that for that reason right twice what about you 
Yeah, I agree with John. I was going to say something similar. It's, you know, this is, this is a massive company that, that runs with a very bureaucratic structure. I think this is, um, I don't think this is a malicious intent by them at all. I think this is just, hey, Dan's on his own right now. It's not that we have anything against Dan, but he also, like, we know that he's going to be picked up somewhere. So let's see where he lands. Let him get on his right. feet. Right. Um, then then they'll make the, like, Mina does a bunch of stuff with the ringer from time to time. Like, there's 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 connections there with, you know, former um, ESPN employees and stuff like that. So I think it's more just, you know, we're, we'll put an embargo on for, you know, one or two months just because that's our corporate policy. Yeah. And also, Dan uh, is definitely guilty of playing up things that like for for comedic effect so i i as i'm sitting here listening to all of your rational takes on this i'm like oh yeah what am i what am i talking about dan's completely playing this up <laughs> and, if, and if you listen to uh nothing personal the the episode today david sampson speaks specifically about that about how when he would have players from the marlins coming on to dan's show dan again, it's kind of his interview style and kind of like liking that kind of chaos. Going to what John said, they're kind of protecting their employees from getting on the show and Dan getting them sucked into maybe saying or doing something that will negative reflect the person that actually chose to go on the show and thereby hurting their brand. And it may even cause trouble. So in that regard, I think that might be saving Dan from himself and, and, and not allowing those folks to be on the show. Right. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to take the total opposite of you of all of you. I think they want Dan to fail. And so I don't think they want to give him anybody that's going to get him a listen, a view, uh, a, a recall on, you know, having someone else talk about him, having, you know, having it have to be discussed in ESPN or having the ringer come out and say, Dan did a great interview today with, with Mina. I think they're not necessarily maliciously, but they parted ways with Dan. They're not yeah, looking to yeah. necessarily help, help him. him. They may out, not want yeah. to hurt him necessarily, but I, I certainly don't think, you know, like I was, I saw a thing on Twitter today where I think it was a Brewer player who, who did like a great Kirchin, like a really, really great Kirchin. Actually, I think, I think somebody had posted in the chat and I was like, man, get that guy on, you know, get that, get that, get the fake Kirchin on to do the looks like <laughs> right. it. Cause yeah. I just don't think he is, I mean, I think eventually that will lessen. Right. You know, but I just think they're like, why do I like there's so many I guess it's somewhat parallel to some what you said which is there are some hurdles or some ways that ESPN can look bad if someone says something bad or or wrong or it gets picked up as a negative thing but I don't think they necessarily want to help Dan I think they said you know what we're going to part our ways and we're going to do it as amicably as I can because it's in both our benefits but in the near term I don't want to promote him I want to you know I, I don't want him to do well I don't necessarily want right, him right. to not eat but I don't think they're here to like you know Gotcha. Gotcha. Help him out necessarily. So you've got the conspiracy going all the way to the top, all the way to Mickey Mouse himself. Just like I, I think it's just he left ESPN. Why do we want to give him ESPN talent and promote yeah. his brand? I, I, I know it's yeah. kind of thing. I just, you get the I'd mouse like to also it. do one more thing since we've <laughs> spent the last 15 minutes crapping on the show what we miss. I'd like to go the other way and say, what are things you think they've done good? Because I think given all the hurdles we talked about, they put on two really good months of show. You know, they went from, they were on ESPN on one day and the next day, they didn't take a month off. They were doing right. the same damn thing for all of us, slightly tweaked. So I don't know. I want to give them some credit for, for what they've done these first two months or, you know, two and a half since 
since he left the mothership. I'll uh, I'll say I love the addition of of all the the new voices that were here, and I say all the you know Amin's on there a little more than he was when they were ESPN, but I like Whittingham. I like uh, that we're going to hear more from Cortez um, Parakeet. And it's funny, if you take a look at the subreddit, everybody has the same, or the, I want to say everybody, the fan base reacts the same way every single time there is a new voice in that shipping, excuse me, in that shipping container, which is, this guy is ruining the show. He is completely throwing the chemistry off. It's not going to be the same. He's ruining everything. I can't believe they hired that guy. What were the... And it's like, oh, like every single person that has become a part of the show, this has been said about. And guess what, guys? If if you don't trust them to know what they're doing with the personalities by now, why do you still listen to this shit? I don't understand. Well, and, and I will tell you the one thing, a couple things. Ant kind of touched on it, but the the last really year plus now, the engineering work that Mike has done to keep them on the air when the pandemic started. And in, in transitioning to the new studio, yes, they've had help from Bob, and I know Whittingham has had a big part of that as well. But I'm, I'm telling you, somebody that has to set up stuff and try to figure things out on the fly a little bit, um, maybe 5% of what he's got to do, it's, it's nothing short of genius how they were able to make all that operate on the fly. I will tell you one thing that has changed about the formula. One of the things I really, that got me into the local hour was the fact that Dan and Stu typically weren't on it. So you got a chance to really focus and develop the other guys in the shipping container. But now, you know, Dan and Stu, Dan in particular is so heavily involved. There's not a period of time where it's just those shipping container guys to, again to workshop i know they're not in the same studio but it does kind of cut into their airtime and their development you know with naked chris and and roy's realm and anything else that they might want to workshop yeah it's a good point mystery great yeah but i also feel like somewhat in the regular hours billy and chris and the other chris are talking more and are more involved somewhat of the nature maybe it's just recently with what they've been doing a lot with greg too but like i feel like during the what we might call the national hours <laughs> instead of the lower that there is more interaction. There is more because they can't have Kirchin and Mina and Pablo and all these other people on, they have to rely on themselves and it can't be Dan talking for 45 minutes straight. You have to have, you know, more back and forth. Like I thought Billy was great today. You mentioned earlier with the, with the airline thing, like that was a good five minutes and Chris jumped in and there was a back and forth. And I, you know, I think, I think those moments are good for the show overall national hours and hours nice <laughs> john go ahead and i think they alluded to something about the production going to ramp up soon so i think a lot of these people may spin off to their own pod to be part of that network and so they'll be able to to grow and develop their skills there for the eventuality of dan retiring or Stu absconding with all the money <laughs> i uh i cannot wait to see what other shows that they do and i wish it all the success however i will say and and i know this probably makes me less of a hardcore fan but the chemistry of all the guys playing off each other is really what draws me to this group of people so when it is like an isolated like just one of them on one of these other shows separate i i have less of a like you know sense of urgency to listen 
the actual like like hearing the jokes in Stugat's headset, hearing Roy give the one word answer after like Chris emphatically like a little puppy dog asks him an excited question, hearing Billy butcher a story and go on for way too long and Dan react to that. I've said this before. I've I've actually as this is some nerdy ass shit. I've written out like Reddit posts uh, about explaining how I view these guys as like all facets of a fully fledged human. Where like you know Mike is the confidence, Dan's the intellect, Stugatz is the the liar, uh, Roy is the uh, the pessimist uh, to a degree. Uh, Billy is the fear. Chris is the happiness, you know, like that, that kind of balance is why I think it works so well as a comedy troupe. So anyway, who else has, has had, um, wants to talk about something positive that they've been doing? Schweitz, go ahead. I'll say too, uh, you know, along those lines, one of my favorite things now is Chris Cody getting defensive when Whittingham does something positive <laughs> it's, it's and, so and good. how much, you know, if that was organic or not, but it's just, it's just a wonderful thing that's happened since Whittingham has joined the show because like, yeah, we've, we've all been there. We've all, you know, the new guy comes to work and does really well and makes us feel weird or. We've all been shown up at one point in our lives by somebody else. And it's like, that's the other thing too, is I read people that are like upset on Chris's behalf that like Whittingham doesn't know his role and who does he think he is. And it's like, guys, this is just increasing the chance that Chris is going to be like that. There's, you're going to get more Chris because of this funny dynamic that Chris Chris doesn't actually dislike Whittingham guys like stop and think about it for a second. The, it, the thing that like, I know a declares it sometimes, but you've got to remember the theater of the mind, which is what so much of this show is. It's not all actual airing of personal grievances. Yeah, it's what Dan says all the time. He's like, listen, this is the show. I'm I'm the curmudgeon. I'm the guy who comes down on Greg. I'm the guy who does this. And you guys, you hate love that. And this is part of that. Um, but in reality, Chris has, you know, nothing to, to be ashamed of because Witty's like a right, savant. Right. He's yeah, been yeah, down yeah. here on the oh, radio. Wonder, wonder kid. Is that a, is that a word? Is, is Wonderkind. That a word? Wonderkind in German or something? Yeah. 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 So he's been down here in radio for forever. I, I, I've been listening to him on, on 790 on, uh, 560 at times. He actually co-started, I believe, Five Reason Sports and then since has moved on from that. But the guy is like incredible, super polished. And I would hear him and I would I know that he was a young guy. But this is a guy who who felt like he had years of experience under his belt. So I know that they play it up. But if somebody's going to topple you, you want it to be, you know, one of the best. And and he's going to be one, you know. He's going to be one of the best. That That's who you want to, if you're playing a sport or you're playing anything, you want to go up against the best, you know, and, right, and, right. and he's, he's there. He's, he's one of those guys. Also, All right. Chris Cody, oh, Chris Cody is uh, Dan's personal assistant. You can't take that away from him. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> even, even though the uh, listeners have to get him a printer and a mini fridge. And a mini fridge uh, yeah. thank, thank you, Lou and sales. 
Um, but yeah, also go back and listen to our Chris Whittingham episode. Uh, he's been, well, episodes, I should say. I believe he's joined us a couple times um, on the, the Lauer After Hours network that I just made up. We're not actually a network. We're just one podcast feed. But uh, anyway, who else has it gone this week for their topic? Since we're, since we're done with the topics, we're going to play a new game. And hopefully it's something that we can, we can do week by week. I need everybody right now uh, to come up with a food in their head. Just, it can be a, a snack. It can be an entire dish. It can be anything. And we're going to play, will Schweitz eat that? This man has the most limited appetite slash palate slash whatever you want to call it of any human being I have ever met. Uh, I think like chicken nuggets is I think that's that's the only thing off the top of my head. And I don't even know if that's correct. Schweitz, do you eat chicken nuggets? Yes, but that was a recent addition within the last five years or so. Oh, my God. Okay. So within the last five years, Schweitz uh, started eating chicken nuggets for the first time. Okay. Mayor Matt, what food do you got? Peanut butter. Yes. Wow. Okay. All right. We've got one. All right. Mayor Matt has 100 points right now. John, go ahead. Almond butter. Not usually, no. I will eat it, but I don't eat it normally. All right. So 50 points. You get a half, half a, a I should have just gone with like one point or like half a point or something. But okay, you got 50 points, John. Uh, Ant, go ahead. Well, I was going to go the other way and try to figure out stuff that he won't eat. So I was going to homage to you for a second, Will, and say a hot dog with peanut butter on it. <laughs> hot dogs. Do you eat hot dogs, Schweitz? No. No hot dogs. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to go, let's see, uh, corn. Yes. Yeah, okay, so we got chicken nuggets. All right, Mayor Matt, go ahead. Yogurt. No. No, no yogurt. All right, John, go ahead. Pizza. Yes. All right, so we, okay, so, so I know, we're, we're, doing we're, well. we're going pretty basic right now, though. I'm trying to get odd things that he might not need to see because to me, the peanut butter, it's a texture thing with a lot of people. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. So, Aunt, go ahead. Go, go squeeze applesauce. Yes, I will, I will eat applesauce. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about rice? Very recently started uh, eating rice. Wow. Okay. So just recently, that's a new addition. So you're really, you're really expanding your palate. Then you're really exploring uh, the uh, oeuvre of uh, Canadian uh, dishes. Mayor that's Matt, right. go ahead. Candy corn. I did when I was a kid, but I haven't eaten it in years. No. Now won't eat or or will eat. I guess it would be a will eat in that scenario. John, go ahead. Okay, quick follow-up. Have you ever eaten a hot dog or you just don't eat hot dogs? Yes. Oh, you have. I don't eat I, I don't eat them anymore, but yes, I will eat okay. them. Okay. Oh, I, I ate them as a child. So my submission is cauliflower. No. No cauliflower. Okay. Aunt, go ahead. Bacon. American uh, bacon, I, not Canadian bacon handshake. <laughs> well, the answer is no for the Canadian bacon, yes for the American bacon. Well done. Okay. Uh do you eat uh mushrooms? No. No. Okay, that was an emphatic no. All right, Egg one more round. Go Egg ahead. Eggplant. Nope. Eggplant. No, John, go ahead. You're lost. <laughs> Udon noodles. Nope. <laughs> so specific. And go ahead. Um, spaghetti and meatballs. Yes. You do eat spaghetti and meatballs. Okay. So you just, you have a very basic diet. I, I, cause th this segment, uh, uh, I think, was birthed by some meme I shared on Twitter recently. And I like, there was all these like onions, peas, liver. Um, he's shaking his head to all these macaroni and cheese. What about that? Yes. Okay. So macaroni. So you, you have the diet of just like a seven year old 
like eating kids cuisines from the the microwave i'm worse my two-year-old eats better than me. all right so what's what's your typical what's your typical diet i could eat cheerios for every meal i could eat pizza for every meal i could eat macaroni and cheese for every meal and i could eat peanut butter for every meal and then everything else is just okay it's yeah. superfluous like, yep. like man okay we we need to we need to establish a database. You need to start writing the foods that you will eat, like a hard yes and a hard no, not like a maybe, not like I did, you know, in the past at some point, but like a hard and yes, so we can actually keep score with this game. All right. I like this game. I like I like it a lot. <laughs> all yeah, we right, couldn't all we right. couldn't play that with me because it'd just be yeses as we go all <laughs> know, around. Right. It's like, <laughs> well, that, that's what I was. I think the meat same for me and John. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I eat it. <laughs> I make Stan, like the the those past episodes where they made fun of Stan Van Gundy for liking plain chips and because he likes the dip. It's just like I just want the plain chip. I don't want the dip even. Yeah, that's yeah, like, that's they rough. They yell. They don't is, like Billy getting a plain a bagel. It's like <laughs> I just laugh through it. Oh, that's good stuff. All right. All right. We're going to, we're going to come up, let's, let's come up with a list of food in the chat this week and, and we'll, we'll reveal on the next one, whether Schweitz will eat it or not. Um, because I'm with you, mayor. Uh, if you guys asked me, it would just, th there would be no game, uh, right. There's just nothing I'm going to say no to at all. Um, and I will eat way too much of it as well. All right. Head we're cheese gonna... will head cheese. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yep. Yep. There's, I'm telling you, man, like there is nothing. Okay. The only thing that like I, I would say no to is I, I like them fresh, but canned green peas and canned asparagus don't, don't care for that. It like, it, they might as well not be the same food uh, when you have them fresh versus when you have them canned, the, the texture, the flavor, nothing about them is the same. So they're not even the same in my head. Those are the only two things that you could probably uh, get me to say a hard no on. What about Vienna sausages? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Gr grew up eating Vienna sausages and saltines, uh, beanie weenies in a can, denty more stew, all of that good salty ass stuff that I my doctor would kill me if uh, he knew that I was eating now I will absolutely eat that stuff the um, eggs and the red juice hell yeah pickled eggs oh yeah, yeah I, I grew up uh, my dad we had a pool table at my dad's house and he would pickle his own eggs and uh, dye the <laughs> dye the liquid pink what about and, the uh, feet the, the pig's, pig's feet? feet yep absolutely awesome. I'll eat pig's feet chitlins uh, uh, beef tripe which is cow stomach uh, mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know about that that that's so good uh, <laughs> <laughs> they call I'm it mondongo in, in spanish uh, mondongo uh, there's a, a dish we made uh that includes uh cow hearts um which is really good uh turkey hearts are delicious chicken livers gizzards uh love all of that stuff love all the the organ meats uh cow cheek cow tongue uh yeah i'll eat it all I'm so the exact you. opposite of schweitz Yes, exactly, exactly. Schweitz is my uh my cool. bizarro will. Um, Little testicles uh, up up in Canada. Yeah, hell yeah, I'll eat a uh, Rocky Mountain oysters. Yeah, have you? Have all you? right, I, I haven't, but I okay. would. Uh, I've yeah. eaten snapping turtle before. Um, that's really good. It's like kind of like stringy. Uh, the like stringy. You know, there's like white meat and dark meat on pork. Uh, it's like stringy version of the dark meat. It's good. It's got a lot of flavor. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, all right, we're going to land it right there and stop grossing out whoever made it this far into this podcast. <laughs> so uh, I, Steak Sauce and Drake had to leave already, but you can find uh, Steak Sauce at uh, Cat Arduini on Twitter. Um, and Cody Cavalry, you can find at 
underscore Arduini. I have no idea if that's their actual Twitter handle. Is that right? All right. I'm getting a, a, a thumbs up from Ant. Mayor Matt, where can we find you on Twitter? At Santini Matt, S-A-N-T-I-N-I-M-A-T-T. Excellent. Uh, Ant, where can we find you? At Stiano, S-T-A-I-A-N-O. Beautiful. John, where can we find you on Twitter? At Apple Johns. Schweitz? At Schweitz underscore A-Y. Excellent, excellent. And I am at Waffle House, W-A-P-P-L-E-H-O-U-S-E. Follow us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours. And thanks for joining us this week. We'll see you next time. Can I get an amen? Amen. Oh, we didn't even get into that one. Amen. (laughs) Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.